calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Simon Cardi and welcome to my dark place. Joining me in my dark place, mm-hmm. Joe Scrabbles. Hello. Are you enjoying my dark place? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a studious rip-off of someone else's dark yeah, place. Yeah, but you know, that's been gone for a while now, so I'm bringing it back. I watched Crystal Maze with Richard Ayoade the other day, and it really made me miss Garth Marenghi's dark place. It would do, wouldn't it? Yep. I'm also did. here with... Jesse Gomez, a young boy. That's me. <laughs> a young, young boy. I know how Joe loves this bit of Jesse being young. That's just... It's I'm tiresome. <laughs> tiresome or tedious or both? Tiresome's the one. Okay. Me. I can't believe it's that's a ti- been said. It's a tiresome screed. Have we all had a good week? Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. it's been nice. I've had a good week as well. It's been perfect. Sometimes when you have this fun a week and it goes this quick, you just wonder where the days have gone. Mm, I agree. So we're going to talk about days gone. Oh, what a fantastic segue. Bloody done it. I was, I was going to segue into an anecdote, but that was too powerful. Yeah, we're going to have to go s- skip your stories yep. straight to Freaker Apocalypse stuff. Yeah. Both of you have played Days Gone. Yeah, for about I have not. three and a half hours each. Ooh, it's quite the experience. Expensive. Tell me about this game. Uh, I think we're both in agreement that we don't, agree necessarily with the general chat about Days Gone. Mm, it's the generally pants, yeah. to be fair. I think, like, yeah, lots of people... The previews came out this week, ours included, and were broadly positive. I think because it's nice that it's not shit. <laughs> um, but John Ryan, who previewed it for us, we we have our differences of opinion on this. We've Ooh, talked about it. We've worked through him. them. But he, for me, sums it up perfectly in his strapline for the preview, which is, it is a sturdy hodgepodge of ideas. <laughs> uh, it, It's, you know, the sort of setting and vague vibe of The Last of Us, minus a bit of gravitas in a Far Cry game. And it's okay. It just, yeah, it's absolutely it kind fine. of feels like everything I've played before, just not yeah. as good, Yeah, to be fair. That's, that's where I'm at with it. I've it, heard a lot of people say it's kind of two to three years at least out of date. Yeah, yeah it, sure. fe- it feels like a game that was announced when it was announced. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's, but 
I'll go. I'll go first with positives. Go on. Deacon Saint John, the hero, is surprisingly well acted and animated. Is it Sam Witter? It's Sam, Sam Witwer. Witwer. Star Wars man. Yeah. Force Unleashed. That's him. Which I didn't know until you pointed it out and was like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> it's Star Killer. And, what a great name. Um, I thought he was very good. I, I was surprisingly enjoying his company, uh, hmm. at least in the cutscenes, and. Like, it does work, and I like how the Freakers are... The, which are the zombie creatures, if you But they're not zombies. Can't call them they're zombies, not zombies, that's not allowed. they're feral people. They're okay. still alive, according to so the they, director. Are they inf- is there been... Because I really have avoided a lot of what Days Gone is about. Is I think it, most people have. Is it like an, a disease, an infection <laughs> It appears spread? to be. Okay. Um, and it appears... It keeps you vague. It keeps that idea vague, presumably, because that's going to be a bit of the story. The implication is that there are places where there is no infection Hmm. and that people are entering the area to study it. So there's an element of how widespread is this? Is he just stuck somewhere where this is happening? Or is it all of America or is it everywhere? Like it's hard to... From the demo, we didn't get much in regards to the story. Yeah. And such as it jumped from the the beginning to what? However many hours? Like five hours in, something like that. Yeah, exactly. So we missed a big chunk of the story. Does it feel like there's a good story in there? There's so this is one of the things I like is that the, the way, way they actually show the story. Yeah, the way yeah. they formalize the story as a mechanic is quite nice. So you've got individual quests as you always do in these kind of games, but everyone feeds into a wider sort of branch of quests. So you, like the main one is like the story of what happened to Deacon St John's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Say his full name, Deacon St John, every time. Or Duke, he's got a friend called Boozer, <laughs> which is mad. <laughs> what? I, it makes. More, I think that makes. I think that's less of a thing in America. Boozer is the only like the only time I'd use Boozer is for, if I had like a pet grizzly bear and I'd call Boozer. him Boozer. <laughs> That'd be quite good. That's like that Polish war bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and those. So the way it, those quests, when you finish them, they'll like tick up a percentage of your various different story threads that you're following in a separate uh, okay. menu. They're it's referred just, to as storylines and not quests in the so game. Yeah. I think. Is and, it a li- so you can do it out of order then it's not a not, linear story I don't think the lead story you can okay. so I think that'll tick up as you play through the core but then there's those other threads that you're pulling at like mm. seem to tick up independently of one another and it's like it's just quite a nice way of showing how this is a person doing yeah. stuff not just a man with a series of tick boxes and you've actually discovered why it's called Days Gone oh yeah well, it, the answer was kind of left up to us, I suppose, because we asked him at the end of our, our exclusive interview, only kidding. <laughs> um, and he just kind of left it to us. He said it could refer to the day that Deke lost his wife or it could be the day that the, you know, apocalypse apparently it started and stuff. So really, he just kind of but, threw it in our face, to be fair. But core to this is that whenever you press start, there is a number and then number of days gone. Yeah, uh, okay. Since something. Since something. So yeah. there is, which is kind of... Interesting, like, and it ticks up in real time with the game's day-night cycle. So okay. that's so. Like, do you start on one day's got? Or does it I start think it, at like maybe it, maybe it would be if you press start during the opening cutscene. But oh, okay. the start of the game itself is some time after. Mm. But um, it doesn't really play into anything that much. I can only imagine people are going to be like using it to count score. Like, oh, I, I finished the game at two hundred days yeah, in, or something like that. I genuinely like think that. that'll be a speedrunning thing, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, but. You know, I've been nice to it. Yeah. It's also just so normal. It's so like it's, okay. It's like the most normal game. <laughs> it's, and that, which feels... I kind of want it to be worse, because then there'd be something to talk about. I felt like it's 
Yeah, it feels normal, especially in comparison to the last few Sony. They've set such a high bar oh, yeah, for their exclusives. I feel so sorry for Bend because they they are following some of the hardest acts to follow this generation. It's mm. nuts. Um, but the the shooting feels bad. The way stuff reacts to being shot feels bad. And in a zombie game of all games, where you that's, can get really crucial. mad with how things like mm. get hit. Yeah. yeah, I just did a big wiggle in the studio, <laughs> like. It feels like nothing's connecting, and you're like, "But this is what it's all about." And like, that's it the does, pleasure. Yeah, it does feel like it's following a lot of games that have done each of its things better. So exactly. you've got Resident Evil with the zombies and the arms falling that's the off. The best way yeah. anything's you've ever got reacted. Red Dead Redemption, in my opinion, the most beautiful open world ever made. Yeah, and, <laughs> and also like Days Gone has ambient events that aren't okay. tied to anything and they're not Red Dead's ambient even, events even like. travelling as well because at the start of the demo that we played there was like meant to be a really intense like chase scene on a bike oh, and it was so so, slow. so terribly slow and boring it if it, it, it just felt comedic that we're chasing this guy and there's moments when he gets really fast because the game has to do that mm. and then you're just stuck at this kind of constant slow speed it's really weird um, yeah, but like this is we've talked about this with Dale and Dale keeps going I still want to give it a go and yeah. Dale is prime target market for this game it is like collector's dream okay. i'm not being mean to dale i'm saying it, it's built for someone who likes playing games like dale does which is to fucking hoover it i mean if you probably um, like if you like far cry then you'll most likely kind of enjoy just like the open world trimmings that far cry has yeah it's the same within days if gone you, if you finish new dawn and you're like i still want more far cry for some <laughs> yeah. reason days gone's coming did you Don't get a grasp on how big the map is it there's looks like it could be there's multiple, one of those that's too big. Yeah, there's multiple different biomes. Um, near the end of my playthrough, I just started like running from one point of the map to the other. And there's mm. definitely like kind of loading zones because to I think as far as I remember, to get to different biomes, you have to usually go past like a what's it called? Um, like you know, going through a mountain, there's like a little bridge underneath or a tunnel rather. Oh, okay, right. Something like that. So that loads in all the different kind of biomes that you can travel to. And so far, they've only shown two: kind of the foresty region and the deserty region. Yeah. But there is a snowy. Oh, you know, okay. escaped area know as yeah. well and stuff like, like that. There, there seems to be a fair amount to it. Um, and it's quite spread out. And the moments between major areas are like quite nicely relaxing. Mm. In the same way that Red Dead has moments of quietness. Like it's going for, a, it feels like it's going for a similar thing. I feel thing. like I do still want to give it a go. And especially, Will, if the reviews come out and everyone says the story is good yeah. and worthwhile. Because that's what will keep me going through a game like that, is if the story is worthwhile. Yeah, I feel really sorry for them because they released that trailer that was like Deacon's driven by the loss of his wife and it immediately got a load of shit because it was like another story about a man who's driven by the loss of his wife and the, you know, like women mm. always get killed in stories like this. Like very quickly during this, you go, all right, that's not the story at all. Like it's, yeah. it, so I wouldn't worry. If that's part of your worry about what day's gone, you don't need to worry about it, it's fine. And I think the game director, he said like Golden Path is 30 hours and there's around six hours of cutscenes. So there's, I guess, plenty of story. The six throughout. hours of cutscenes thing seems mad to me. None of those cutscenes seemed that long when we were no, playing. No, not all. And people are like, oh, taking this like way out of hand saying six hours, that's way too much. I'm not buying this game. And it's like, just relax. Uh, yeah, well, that's it. It will hopefully be spread across quite a lot of it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, as a thing, I just, I'm so unenthused. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot. But in a way of just like, I feel sorry for it. I just want it. I wish it was better. It's I cool. wish they were yeah. having a nicer it time. It does cool. Yeah, it just seems wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse than a game that's just middle of the road. 
Yeah. And exactly. when I was when I was playing, there's like no tension involved at all. You hear like, and you watch all the trailers as well when it's all the horde and the swarms and such, and you think, fuck, can I actually handle that? Can I survive through that in the game? And then you actually face up against like eight freakers. You can take them all on yourself just by rolling around them and knifing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no tension at all when I was playing, just no. from the enemies that I was Even facing. when I completely ran out of ammo, which is a thing you could quite easily do it. Yeah, for sure. It still felt like I could just yeah. survive around and knife kind them. of yeah. um, the I did like I saw someone already write about this, but there are um, freaker children called newts, and it's genuinely uncomfortable. Like you're just uh, killing if, children. Yeah, you're they're, stabbing up zombie and, children, and because they're not Isn't that zombie-ish. Yeah, they are technically still alive, so you're just killing a bunch of children. It's like it's kind wow. of fucked up. <laughs> like, okay. it, has the right, it has the right effect. Like I'm sure what they're going for is like, wow, this feels really bad. Mm. But if it does feel really bad, yeah, if it doesn't have the gravitas of a strong story that's to it. go with it then it just becomes well, you, children. Did, did you play the walking dead season one i did yeah like when the zombie child is in that and yeah. you're like fuck this is the worst mm. like it doesn't have that yeah. <laughs> okay but the, instead you're just given like a bear destroying a zombie child when as you're roaming around in the world it's like i don't really care there is one really horrible bit where you see two freakers just pulling a child apart yeah. which is a bit <laughs> fucked like, what is this yeah i know right um but you know again we haven't seen enough of the story we haven't no. seen enough of the game to like i'm not criticizing that i'm saying it like it is by the literal sense of the word mm. remarkable well, <laughs> like it's out in a month yeah we it's, can find out it's gonna be interesting that's one mediocre game potentially yeah. to look forward to but there is a very good game yes out today if you're listening to it the day that this podcast has dropped. I can't believe we it. drop it. Devil May Cry 5, Joe. Yes, boy. You've finished that I already. I have finished that. That's I've impressive. only played an hour. Same here. And it's my first ever Devil May Cry game. Same for you as well. Yep, yep, totally. And I'm a little overwhelmed. Yeah, I, this is actually, <laughs> yeah, I'd rather talk about what both of your first impressions of this are, because I bring a lot of baggage to I this. read a little bit of backstory on the story and then quickly worked out that A... I'm not going to be able to work it out quickly. And B, I don't know if I care. Yeah. Because it's that. It's one of those mad Japanese games yeah. where, like Kingdom Hearts, I don't care about the core story. Particularly. I, think, I think in terms of this game, really all you need to know is who the main characters are, mm -hmm. their relationship to each other, and then you are done. So is it, you play as three. Is it Dante, Nero, and V? v. So Dante is the classic hero from 1, 2, He's the one and I, three. I knew. Yeah. yeah. Nero's from DMC? Nero's, right? uh, no, so Nero's from 4. DMC's nothing to do with this. They've written that out of Oh, the, out so of that history. character just doesn't exist yeah, yeah, anymore. That's, that oh. was a reboot that just didn't go anywhere. Oh, okay. So you Whoops. can ignore DMC. All right, there we go. Um, Nero is the nephew of Dante. Okay. Dante's constant enemy is his brother, Virgil. Okay, but that's not V. That's not V. Okay. Uh, Nero is Virgil's son but he doesn't know that. Okay. And then V is a mysterious man who's appeared in their lives to contract them to go and kill a demon called Urizen. Amazing. And yep, hell I got that. Seem, <laughs> the start of this game, it seems like literal hell on earth. Yeah. London in hell form yeah. is what it looks like. Don't know why it's set in London. I don't. It's not set in London. It's it, set in Red Grave City. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Where everyone London. sounds American, but you definitely know it's London. Yeah, yeah. So it's this red well, television. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Boxes, big red buses and what looks like Tower Bridge that you start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they start on Tower Bridge. Later on, there's a place called Borough B U R R O W Market. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I really liked. But yeah, I'm not only overwhelmed by the story, but despite there only not, you don't even use all the buttons on a controller, which seems mad to me in a game this modern i mean it felt good it well felt good to i've play. heard you do later on but you don't even need the triggers for not initially the combat no. at the start and yeah 
despite that, I still just find myself button bashing, but I don't know if that's what I'm meant to be doing. It's sort of, it's somewhere between, the thing that always happens when you first start playing a game like this is you realize that like a lot of what you do is only there in service of a combo. Mm. Because so much, like high level DMT is getting up to triple S rank combos. Okay. Which is essentially starting a combo and never stopping across multiple enemies. Okay. It's, a, it's a Tony Hawk game. Like, and if you think now it, I understand. If you think about it in terms of skating, how right? do I manual? So, <laughs> ma that's it. Manual is pistols. Okay. So if you think, you know how manualing between other combos is the way to keep a giant yeah. combo going. That's what it is. Your pistols okay. are the way to keep your things from ticking down as you go to the next enemy to start a bigger thing that builds it up. And does more. a combo just count as me pressing triangle a hundred times a minute? It does, but it will have <laughs> diminishing returns. Okay. Yeah, you have to you have to get your style going when in regards to fighting all the enemies yeah. and stuff. Especially yeah. when I loaded, I was somewhat overwhelmed and worried because, especially with games like DMC, I always get worried that I'm just not going to be able to hack it because it is those games like you said when everything you do is in service of a combo and yeah. you want to try and get you know a mm. decent rank but the game's actually quite welcoming for someone who isn't actually that you know familiar with um dmc or any kind of game to that because when i loaded it up it offered me what two difficulty options i think yep. hero uh, or human i think there's it was. human yeah. and devil hunter yeah. yeah that's it and then um i chose human then i actually just put the like the combo system on auto because when it comes to a game like this i, I don't want to be trying to remember all these complex combos i just want to enjoy the the visual spectacle which is this game and the opening cutscene is like testament to how fantastic this game looks that is, so it, yeah. uh, like the re engine is in my mind the best engine it that anyone yeah, makes stuff on right that's now. That's one thing you can't deny about this game that it has style. It yeah, has it's like insane. The music, I love the music. It's kind of it's electronic it's screamo yeah. stuff right that I listened to alley, ten yeah. years ago. The Devil Trigger track <laughs> is particularly fantastic. Yeah. I liked it, and it's I like so this whole. Weird. I haven't really encountered it properly yet, but I know you've had a couple of run-ins with it. This cameo system seems yes. really cool. Yeah. So the cameo system is essentially the the story skips around time and lots of the elements. So every, in every chapter you play one of the three characters, but so, sometimes those three characters are doing things at exactly the same time. Mm -hmm. So what you'll do is you'll get to an area and suddenly a thing on your screen will say starring and then an icon representing one of the characters and then a username That's and dope. that is a real person's ghost data from when they played the section as the other character playing in your game <laughs> so you can look across rooftops and there's nero fighting while you're playing as v because mm. i was wondering I what that it, was yeah. like because at the start of the game it it like talks about network options and i was yes, like yeah, how yeah, does yeah. that play into a single player game so like that's happening and so i looked over the first person i encountered was kirk from vg 24 7 <laughs> who's a friend of mine so i was just watching him for ages like a pervert <laughs> it was great um how was he doing he was quite good and that yeah, way, when you finish way. when you finish a mission where someone's appeared as a cameo, you can rate them as stylish or not stylish. That's pretty. What you mean? What you mean? No, it was nice. I gave everyone stylish, even if they were. There we go. Everyone gets the benefits. Um, but there, like, there is a couple of sections where that's a more active element. So there's at least one fight, I believe, where someone's in your fight, but it's mm. a ghost data, yeah. which is kind of interesting. Because there were parts like during cutscenes when it doesn't quite look like it was. I guess completely animated, it looked like someone was controlling the the character. What in cutscenes? Yeah, sometimes in certain cutscenes. So I think that's just animation. <laughs> no, there, there was a moment when you first time you see V, and he's kind of like running around in the game, and it looks like someone else was controlling him at a particular mm, moment. I don't remember that bit. 
Damn, I remember Maybe. seeing it. But <laughs> in any case, just like just overall in regards to DMC, I feel like Capcom should be applauded because they have sorted out DMC, Resident Evil, and Monster Hunter World to people that aren't that familiar with those games. Yeah, it's crazy how well they've done every single time they've tried. Yeah, for sure. Because I would never have tried DMC. You know, obviously got the code, and I was thinking. Fuck it, might as well give it a go. And it was like, it's extremely welcoming. Even in the main menu, they give you like a little 10 minute video so you can get like caught up on the, yeah, on the history yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah, at, from my perspective as someone who's finished it, yeah. I just think it's like, I still think DMC, as in the last one, the reboot, mm -hmm. is unfairly maligned. I, and I think there are elements of that that are better as a game. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the platforming's more fun in it. I think there's a bit more kind of intricacy to its puzzling and stuff like that. Yeah. But in terms of the core combat, like, DMC has never been better than 5. And it's, it's absurdly... It, yeah. the, the depth to which it can go, if you want it to, is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and V is, I think, one of the best action, new action game mechanics of all time. For a game that... Ooh, that's a bold... I think bold it's favorite. like... I've played, a lot, I've played a lot of Capcom-inspired action games. Yeah. And this feels like... He's the one who can basically summons people to fight for him, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's, right. he's essentially just a walking health bar. Okay. And he summon his ranged attack is an eagle that shoots electricity. His melee is a panther that can shapeshift. And his special is like a giant golem made of night. I don't know what he's made of. <laughs> that sounds um, like someone I want to play as, and, for sure. But so all you're doing is con ordering them around whilst you avoid Dodge, yeah. stuff. But the kicker being none of them can kill anyone then get them into a killable state and then you have to go up and do the uh, finishing blow okay. so it's like this risk reward like constant rubber banding across yeah. the thing i think it's incredible and like itsuno start the guy who directed this started with devil may cry 2 mm -hmm. he took up the baton from hideki kamiya who is the greatest action game creator of all time big statements coming out yeah. of <laughs> and he's pulled this thing along in like the shadow of kamiya this whole time and it feels like v's the first time where he's gone I am now inventing something new in yeah. the thing that my sensei created back in the day. Amazing. And I, find, I think it's fucking incredible. I find it kind of weird that obviously this game has, what, three playable characters, and then obviously the previous one, which is DMC, obviously it doesn't feature Dante, but that, that was the main thing people were annoyed about, right, is that it didn't well, feature... D well, DMC featured a version of Dante. It was just right. a new Dante who was younger and was more like Nero, essentially. But people just were not having that. People just... People... Well... People who liked Devil May Cry as a story didn't like it. Okay. People who liked Devil May Cry as an action game, myself included, yeah. went, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not speaking most of the time. Yeah. You're just slashing things and shooting it. Yeah. Um, it it's yeah. weird to say for a, yeah, for a game that is called the fifth in a series. It's the sixth. It's the, yeah, it's the sixth. And it's also a good place to start. Yeah, for someone who's really starting is. a series, I feel like, because in my head anyway, I don't know if I'm wrong, Devil May Cry has always been considered a notoriously hard game it's it's only hard to to master it's a, yeah it's only hard to master okay. like i i'm not a good action game player i just enjoy action games yeah. like that's what, what i like it is, does make you feel good by not doing a lot which yeah. i do enjoy in games yeah and yeah it's from what i can tell i'm only an hour in but i it's not particularly hard which i'm enjoying at the moment and it's you say it's not too long a game, which I'm no. looking forward to as well, because we've uh, yeah, had think, a lot of long games recently. I like, think my yeah. I think my first story mode completion was about 15 hours, maybe a little shorter, maybe a little longer. Okay. I'm not sure. The start of that game makes me want to finish it, start new game plus, and then try and accomplish something that you couldn't well, at the it. start. I'm really desperate to yeah, do that. So like, yeah, there's stuff the, the stuff you're given during the course of that game is completely ridiculous. Like particularly on Dante's side, like they've shown it in trailers. One of his weapons is a motorbike that you can split into and uses two yeah. chainsaws mm. and it's 
It's fucking amazing. And like <laughs> the Mega Man Blaster, I'm enjoying that as well. Yeah, that's yeah, quite that's, fun. But that's and a deluxe edition bonus. Yeah. So and the Pasta gets Breaker that. as well, I think it's cool. Just like yeah. throwing a fork at an enemy is always yeah. good fun. But yeah, good. It, did, it does just make me... Why Capcom Next, if you're listening, and I hope you're listening, a 3D Mega Man open world game. <laughs> make it happen. That'll happen. That's, please. That's quite but hard But yeah, DMC, imagine. very good. Banger. Very good. You kill everything. Nothing is left alive. And you know what? Another <laughs> game that's out, Left Alive. Nice. Jesse, you've been playing Left Alive. All I've heard about this game is rot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the shittest version of Metal Gear Solid I've ever played. I saw, I saw this is credit to someone on Steam and then uh, the editor of PC Gamer, or maybe something else of PC Gamer now, uh, Sam Roberts, posted his posted this thing. He was like, this guy has to be a games journalist because it was a Steam review that just called it Little Gear Solid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there we go. The one thing I heard today uh, behind the can we're calling this on Thursday mm, sorry oh. to oh, just trouble everyone's minds by yeah, that time but, travel um, baby. I think DLC for this game dropped today which adds World of Tanks adverts into the game that's seriously that's yeah. abysmal why would anyone <laughs> want that to happen that's just terrible <laughs> so weird so it sounds like a mad game What what is this game Jesse so first of all to think of the concept which I found most interesting back when this was shown at what TGS or something yeah. like that it's stay low to stay alive which sounds cool because in all these games like you always play as the mech the most powerful person and so on and so forth and you're always blasting grunts and blasting AI and stuff but in this game you it, it swaps that seat and you're the grunt and you're trying to sneak past and progress through a world that's full of people who are like madly more powerful than you. Mm. So it's, it's kind of cool to play as like, you know, the little grunty soldier against yeah. sneaking past, you know, humongous mechs and trying to survive and stuff. Is but, it? No, I, mean, no, I, I want to feel powerful. Well, no, because it's, it's a stealth game. It's primarily a stealth oh, okay. game. So I don't want to be like, you know, feeling like fucking God of War throughout a stealth game because that's, well, that would be off-putting. But it's, it's, it's like just... It's a PS2 game that was released on the PS4, and it should never have happened. Do you know what's great is that's exactly what I wrote in my preview of it at Gamescom last year, and I'm really happy you've said it. Well, it's just, Someone's it's been really, reading it. Yeah, it's, no, not all. I can't, take I can't read. I'm too young. But <laughs> another weird thing as well is that um, I can't remember who the, like the main art director of the game is. Isn't it was Shinkawa? Yeah, Yoji, Yoji Shinka Shinkawa. Yeah, so they they got him to do like the um, character art, and I think they just ran with it. They were like. The only way this game is going to get any kind of sale is to market it as like a really shit Metal Gear Solid <laughs> game. And that's what's happened, especially when you play through it. The, there's a lot of music tracks in the game that feel like weirdly similar to Metal Gear mm -hmm. as well. And especially the UI. But the game just throws all this useless information at you in the first 10 minutes in regards to just trying to get you up to speed on how the game controls. It was really off-putting. And the AI as well, it, it just feels so outdated. There's And the start of the tutorial, there's just a guard standing behind like... A door and he's just waiting for him to knock him out he's just guarding a little area and he's just standing there not patrolling around or anything like that and it's mm. just like just make him do something come on it's like a modern game you know they showed me a hands-off a while back and like i wasn't particularly impressed i thought it looked bad and yeah. the stealth looked poor the one thing that really intrigued me that they didn't show very much of was like crafting traps and stuff yeah so they started showing this thing where it was like you were watching enemies patrol and then instead of taking them out stealthily what you were doing was crafting traps that would work to take out those people on those patrols most yeah. effectively which sounds really cool and sounds like something i haven't seen before but like do you end up doing any of that no it didn't really play out like especially the first section so essentially like you're a soldier who was in a mech and then it gets destroyed and they're called onesers i think oh this, onesers, this yeah. game actually takes place in the front, front mission yeah. universe except the guy who directed the game he's 
someone who's worked on Armored Core, Legends. which is a completely different series in any case. But yeah, you'll start the game and you have to try and progress through an area sneaking past a bunch of bad guys. Mm. But the game tries to force you to like, you know, craft a Molotov, craft a few traps, distractions and such. But as soon as you pick up a metal pipe, just knock a few heads and then you're, you're sorted. <laughs> it, like it throws all these heavy ass tutorials like with big blocks of text and you don't need to do any of it. Mm. So is it open world or is it? It's not open world. Like okay. the maps are like somewhat large, but there is like a dedicated path that you need to progress through mm. and then you hit a cutscene and that's it. It's is just, it a tip? Is it a Metal Gear-esque mad story? Not from what I've experienced. You, there's a few front, different characters you can play as. I yeah, believe. like Front Mission is famously meant to be like a serious war thing. Okay, but, but it's, it's full of mechs and madness. Yeah, it's like. not that at all. And especially from what you just said, there's one of the beginning cutscenes is when you're playing as the main character, and he witnesses a bunch of soldiers like pointing their guns at civilians. He's like, "They're civilians. They can't do anything." And then they shoot the civilians. He's like, "Son of a!" And it's like. You know what's going to happen. He's, they're not treating this seriously at all. Mm. And it's just completely, it just feels outdated. It's really weird so to you play. So I'm guessing you wouldn't recommend this to people. <laughs> no, it's shit. It's, <laughs> it's really funny. There was a, it, it came out in Japan, I think it was last week, uh, or maybe early this week. And uh, the reaction was so bad that Square Enix's reaction mm. was to ban streaming of the game. So it wasn't to like apologize or patch or do anything uh, like that. It was just like... Don't let it fucking battle stations. <laughs> don't let anyone see the game. <laughs> what it's a mad so approach! It's, it's mental. Well, it sounds like it got off to a rocky start. And oh my god! <laughs> and uh, do you know who's in Rocky? Ivan Drago. Yeah, he is. You've been listening to a podcast, Joe. Yeah, it's a podcast that finished quite recently. I think it was at the end of last month. No, end of January. Um, and was recommended to me by a guy that no one's ever heard of, Gav Murphy. Where's um, he from? <laughs> couldn't tell you. Um, and it's, I think it's, apart from this one, one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Maybe the best. Whoa, whoa, I wanted whoa, whoa, whoa. to listen to... <laughs> that was a strong word. I did say apart from this I one. I finished okay. it yesterday, and I genuinely missed it wow. <laughs> this morning. I was like, oh, no, there's no more of it. Give us the lowdown. What's it about? So I'm not going to tell you too much because Ooh, the entire okay. thing is about the journey. What's it called? You haven't told us what it's called. Finding Drago. You Did said you? it. I didn't. I said Ivan Drago. Oh, oh no. Well, it's called Come Finding Drago. Come on. <laughs> um, it is about two nice Australian men, one of whom is quite obsessed with Rocky Four and the character of Ivan Drago, and he finds a Wikipedia entry that mentions a book called Drago... Oh, what's it called? On Mountains We Stand. <laughs> that sounds and nice. And it's, it's a sequel to Rocky about what happened to Ivan Drago after he was beaten in Rocky Four. Spoilers. That actually for sounds Rocky really cool. Yeah, for Rocky Four. <laughs> and it's... Um, uh, how does he... Exp I, I, there's a, on the Wikipedia entry, it said it was the last masterpiece by the author... <laughs> last, Todd, yeah, last the, the, Or the final masterpiece of the author Todd Noy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great what name. What was his first masterpiece? Well... It, well I can tell you a few of the names. Go for it. So, uh, Alabaster Wars. <laughs> These all sound like Left Alive sequels. L Land oh, of God, Fuego. <laughs> Land of Fuego. Yeah. Just say fire, mate. Um, but so basically he just goes like, what the fuck is this book? And so the entire podcast is about trying to find this book and then subsequently find out who Todd Noy is. And I, I genuinely can't say any more without ruining yeah. the point of this podcast. Okay. All I can say is... I've had a few people being like, I'm not really that interested in the Rocky movies. It's not about the Rocky movies. It's not about Rocky. After the first episode, you'll realize the trajectory you're on. And 
you but you will not realise how far it will go. I'm going to definitely com- give it a go. It's completely incredible. It's relatively short as well. It's like seven episodes, all about half an hour. I like listening to Australian voices as well. They calm They're me down. So, More yeah. Australian yeah. accents are nice, aren't they? They're so lovely. They're yeah. such nice men. <laughs> it's really good. Like, and that's the other thing I really enjoy about it. So many podcasts are like of investigatory type stuff are into just horrible shit by dint of what becomes interesting. So like Dirty John or Serial or all that stuff. Mm. This is an investigation in which everyone involved is basically either strange or lovely. Like, and it's or like the strange podcast. and lovely. Yeah. It's, it's fucking brilliant. It, it just, like, it made me smile for a week, and I'm really, I can't smile anymore. How many, so how <laughs> many episodes sad. and yeah. how long is each one, roughly? Seven and about half an hour each. Oh, that's nice. That's that's maybe a little well. bit more than half. But, yeah, it's, oh, God, it's so yeah. good. Like, the, the, the way it ends... I texted Gav, I was like, I nearly cried. <laughs> and it was Wow, it that's was, a powerful podcast. <laughs> it was so lovely. It's just nice. Do you think people cry at our podcast? I think, yeah, but not for reasons <laughs> yeah. we want them to. We do cause mass trauma, probably. Yeah. Probably cried ever since Keyword Countdown went away. I would, now, I would have thought so. Now we have the endless search. I always call it the never-ending search. Yeah. But, oh, do you remember the never-ending story? That's a good film. They're remaking it, no. aren't they? Are they? Uh, oh, no, maybe it's Dark Crystal they're remaking. I get them confused. They are doing Classic Dark films, Crystal, yeah. those are. Never-ending stories. Yeah, you're too young, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I'm only but, 12 yeah. or something. The mm. Endless Search, a quiz segment devised by each of us. <laughs> New quiz every week. This week... It's my turn. It is. Inspired. I'm so excited about this Well, one. you know the concept. I don't know if yeah. Jesse knows the concept. So this week's quiz is divided by myself and is inspired by my discovery of Mr. Wiggly Bispo. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Wiggly Bispo is... I've, I've said and heard this name so many times and I still laugh every single time. So um, I know not everyone's a fan of it, but Football Manager... <laughs> That's a great game. Yeah, Love um, it. <laughs> They have these people called regens, which is because it's a game that can literally go on forever. Humans in that game are regened and made up. So footballers from the age of like 15 to 19 are made up and they are randomly generated from names. And somehow Wiggly Bispo was created. He's a (laughs) 19-year-old Brazilian winger, I think, in my game. Bispo. I think is a name. It's, it's a, a clown. silly name, but I think it's a real name. Wiggly. W-I-G-G-O-L-Y. Yeah, Wiggly. Oh, right. Wiggly okay, Bispo. Wiggly it's called. Bispo. It's, like, it's as strange as Donovan. Or Boozer. Boozer. <laughs> and yeah, it was quite, we had Jod Body Slams. And then Jod Body Slam was I've been amazing. sent a couple of good ones on Twitter in reply to my tweet about Wiggly Bispo. Someone had a Nigerian player, and they actually screen captured it as well, so it is true, called Daddy Salami. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, someone, just, this game just doesn't care. Someone yeah. also claims how someone called Scotty Scott, who was Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, is, it is literally the best game ever. Yeah. I was going you know what? Could you start a game with a blank database where it has to regen every player? So I think you can. Just start now, but yeah, with all regens. It. It's amazing. I might but do yeah, that. what also has mad names are real people that enter the NFL every year in the NFL draft. Right. There's some mad names. So in the, my my favourite NFL name of all time is Barkevious Mingo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great name. There's the it's one we saw Spider-Man the other day that I remembered was uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. <laughs> yes. He, he still plays as well. Uh, if you've ever seen the Key and Peel East West College Bowl sketch. Yes, that represents that whole thing perfectly. That, like, and yeah. it is weirdly correct. Like yeah. it's not just a joke. There's some mad names. <laughs> mad names even. So I've got 12 names here, Yeah. some of which are football manager regen names, mm-hmm. some of which are NFL draft prospects okay. <laughs> from this year. You have to tell me which is which. Okay. I've got two admin questions for you before we start. 
Do it. Uh, one, so are these regens from your current game? Yes, they're all from my current Tottenham Hotspur save in the year 2022, I want to say. Cool, I'm just going to guess what kind of names are going to be big in 2022. <laughs> Stuff oh, like... You've done your research. Robotron. Robotron <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> uh, and secondly, uh, what are we, are we taking turns... So you're, what's going to happen is you're both going to get the chance to say NFL or Football Manager for each, mm -hmm. and you each take turns at guessing first. So oh, okay, so. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, name number one, Macaulay Freshwater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's going first? Joe, you can go first. This NFL. That has to be NFL. No. Damn it! <laughs> what? No. He is a goalkeeper for Fulham under 23. <laughs> That's <laughs> bullshit. Macaulay so. Freshwater. <laughs> I'm just going to put my paper over here for a second. Don't look, Joe. Mm -hmm. Gosh. No. I literally can't read that. You won't be left alive at the end of this podcast. Nil-nil. Thrilling. Number two. You can't segue back again. <laughs> <laughs> Name number two. Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> oh, sorry, Redwine. <laughs> Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> Jesse, you get to go first. That has to be NFL. Uh, I'm going to say... I'll go football manager. It's NFL. Yes! He is a safety for the University of Miami. Legend. Good. Sheldrick Redwine. Love that guy. Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> Number three. Julio Cesar Yacuzzi. <laughs> football manager. See, you could just be laughing at real person's names. How Good. do you feel? That's fine. Football manager. He is football manager. Yes. He's a right midfielder for Huracan in Argentina. Huracan. Lovely. Great. Is he definitely a regen? <laughs> yes. These are all definitely regens, I've checked. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> Rocky Mongan. <laughs> Rocky Mongan. Rocky and then M-O-N-G-E-N. Mongan. Rocky Mongan. Is he NFL or football manager? NFL, because it sounds proper American. <laughs> football manager. It's football manager. Yes! He's Back a on track. Dutch striker for Feyenoord. Rocky yeah. Mongan. Rocky from Holland. That makes sense. Is <laughs> one of my personal favourites. So-so Jamabo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't want to be called so-so if you're an athlete. So-so <laughs> Jamabo. NFL. NFL. He is. He's a running back yes, for UCLA. Go. Yeah. Good. That is three all. Quick update on the school. Three all after five. Ooh. Number six. Joey Boys. How are we spelling boys? As B O Y S. Oh, okay. Joey Boys. Manager. It has to be manager. Uh... Is it your turn to go first? That's the question. I don't oh, know. Going first is a bad thing, so I don't care. Is it? Um... <laughs> Joey Boys. Yeah, I'm going manager as well. He is. He's yes, a midfielder for Newcastle. Yeah. Is he? It's, it's the way boys were spelled. That's what gave it away. That's what gave it away. Number seven. It's for all. Bunchy Stallings. <laughs> uh, NFL. Manager. It's NFL. Yes! Guard for the University of Kentucky. <laughs> Bunchy. Bunchy Stallings. That's good, that. 5-4 to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Freak Vudenberg. <laughs> Freak, Freak Vudenberg. <laughs> it's spelled F R E E K. Vudenberg. Oh. Joe first. Oh, is it me first? Yeah, because we went out of I don't know anymore. <laughs> Whoops. I should be odd numbers. 
Okay, well, yeah, it's Jesse first. Yeah. All right, NFL has to be, 100%. A freak Vudenberg is football manager. He is football manager. Yes! Fuck, man. The central defender for Utrecht. <laughs> I thought that... That yeah, name I... was so ridiculous, I thought someone was actually called that. I thought... Dutch. I actually had... Yeah, there was two Dutch players I found called Freak. Excellent. But he was... Vudenberg was better. The other one was, I think, just De Jong, which is very Dutch. Classic. Um, so it's 6-4 to Joe, with four left. Crap. Shy Tuttle. Joe I go first. first yeah NFL manager it's NFL yes! he's getting away with it I can't believe defensive it defensive tackle for Tennessee Shy's a real name I've heard Shy before it's all going downhill 7-4 so you need to get these last three Jesse just to tie I can't believe come it come on Wiggly Bears Greedy Williams <laughs> oh, Greedy Williams <laughs> good old Greedy Willie spelled as we'd expect exactly how you think it's spelled yeah <laughs> magic Greedy Williams go on Jesse it has to be manager I'll go manager be. as well. 100%. It's NFL. Fuck, is it? man. Cornerback for what LSU. What the hell? Greedy Williams. <laughs> is that not a nickname? It might be, but he's what he's known as. Okay. Ha Ha's a nickname as well. Yeah. All right. But, you know. Barcavius is not. That is his name. Barcavius Mingo. Two left. The game has gone. It's 7 4 to Joe, but yep. hopefully people are having fun. You know. Having a fun. Having a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11. Cyril Testu Recordier. <laughs> That's wicked! <laughs> I want to call my child that. <laughs> Cyril Testu Recordier. Yeah. He sounds like a wine. Uh, so did Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's more on the nose. Oh, that's a good uh, wine pun. Anyway. <laughs> is this, what, it's what Joe first for Cyril Testu Recordier. That, I think, has to be manager. Manager. Yeah, he is. He's no, a French go. midfielder. Testu Recordier. <laughs> and the last one... Freedom Akim Moladoon. Akim Moladoon. Moladoon. A K I N M O L A D U N. That starts. Freedom Akin Moladoon. That starts West African and ends up Scottish. <laughs> Moladoon. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, it's Jesse first. Freedom. NFL. A lot of people might be crying freedom for this game to end. <laughs> so again, freedom what? Freedom Akin Moladoon. NFL. I'm 100%. going. Yeah, I'm going NFL too. Yeah, 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 there we go. Defensive end for Nebraska. Beautiful. It's weird how some of those seem so obviously in F- NFL. I don't yeah. know why. What? Yeah. It's, those are some, I think So So Jamabo. Yeah, yeah, that's a good or one. Or Freak Vudenberg. Freak Vudenberg's <laughs> very good. I mean, none of them are Wiggly Bispo. No, none of them are Wiggly Bispo. And although he has got shocking stats on foot manager, I feel the need to buy him. Yeah, just get him and put him in the reserves. Yeah. Until he, need, until he becomes a coach. If I can get him a work permit, because that is always an issue for a young Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> in, in trouble managing <laughs> anyway uh, Joe won that 9-5 let's move on Bang. Um, please no feedback about work permit situations but um, we have got some feedback to read out and I'm starting I did not know I'm starting yes you did you put it together yeah I know but I've forgotten Joe a lot's going on ah! what are you doing ah, I'm reading it this is from Darren in Brunswick Ohio USA Hello. he says hi gang two things one one finger up <laughs> that's a good point no one saw He's that no did, though. it's an audio podcast no one needs to see my fingers shit <laughs> they should they're very dainty that's thank nice thank oh I saw something I was in the British Museum the other day and I was in the clock and watch section yeah and um, I saw something I never knew I wanted but I now need which is a watch that is a ring so a, a, a tiny little watch you could wear as a that's ring. That's a good idea. I know. Why has no one thought of that except I don't that know. one person? I don't, I've never worn a ring in my life, but that made me want to. That would be cool if, you know, normal watches or phones didn't exist. Yeah. 
Yeah. But a watch is nice. Anyway, back to Darren in Brunswick. <laughs> so it's one, the new guy has good taste in movies. I think that's you, Jesse. Thanks. Fellowship of the Ring is one of the greatest films ever made. <laughs> I would agree it's the best I can't believe it. Lord of the Rings one. It is. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, yeah, it is. Return of the King's the best because it's the and least talking. He goes on to say, Scrabbles, I'm sad for you if you can't find anything to enjoy in those movies. It's not that I can't find anything. I think they're just a bit shit. He's just a monster. That's <laughs> what he is. struggle to find dull. joy in life. I no, I don't. I'm jo- Listen <laughs> to me talk about DMC. Fair enough, yeah. Two, his second point. If you played a drinking game in which you took a drink every time, Joe says fair play, <laughs> you would be hammered in about 20 minutes. Now, I won't, lie, That's I, did, all. I won't lie, I did read this earlier this week, and it has made me have something of an existential crisis. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember you saying fair play at all this I week. I think when people, my default reaction to, I say something, someone disagrees with it, and yeah. I can't be asked to disagree back, <laughs> is to go, oh, fair play. Do you find that, you say that a lot on the a podcast? A lot then? on this podcast. <laughs> a great deal. Amazing. Thank um, you, Darren. Yeah, I've, it has played on my mind, Darren, and thanks for that. Yeah, so we're all hammered. <laughs> Mother nice. Fucker. Who's got number two? Jesse. That's me. Theo Grayal, or Grayal. NFL. Yep. <laughs> Hello all, I was just listening to the podcast from last week where you talked about games interfering with your life and thoughts. Like your <laughs> thoughts. so creepy. I know. He's thinking about our thoughts. Like your thoughts of stealing a Porsche or, set- or starting a settlement. Mm. Yeah, I've thought about that many a time. I had something similar while playing Fallout 4. After waiting weeks for release, I played it religiously for a month, but quickly caught on to saving often to save me from replaying sections after death or crashes. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I think that's fairly often good standard. to do I it do remember that. Yeah, just I to save. save. <laughs> Fallout 4 in particular was fucked. Yes. But there's more. He says, after having a good long session one morning, <laughs> where's this going? I went to London. <laughs> I tried to check my pit boy between yeah. strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh dear that's gone wrong isn't it well after a good long session he went to London with his family hours later <laughs> well at least he wasn't having a session with his family we're so childish <laughs> but this calls back to what happened in DMC he went strolling through Borough Market hey. my heart dropped as I suddenly thought to myself shit I haven't saved in ages <laughs> it took me a good few seconds to overcome the mental blip and realise I was not playing Fallout 4 anymore and this was real life I think it speaks <laughs> I think it speaks volumes to the fact I had played it way too much and needed the break. Love the podcast, guys. Only been listening since October, but it's fast become the highlight of Full Stop each week. Wow. Oh. Thank you so much. Imagine if you Theo. didn't have to save in real life. I suppose sleeping at the end of the day is kind of like that, is it? It's resting. Yeah. Which is a mechanic, game mechanic and a thing that Where happens in real life. Where do they get it from? Life. Where do those game designers come up with this shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm happy to hear that you had a good long session. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm also happy to hear that you didn't, I don't know, crash in Borough Market after your sesh. Speaking of good long sessions, I just need to bring this up. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> oh, God. Don't ask me how I know this. But Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. There's Overwatch porn out there, which people can imagine. This is the second time you've mentioned this today. So it's really fresh in your mind. And you said you'd watched a 68-minute Overwatch porn. No, I didn't watch a 68. I I found that there was an Overwatch porn that was 68 minutes That's very careful wording when you say, I found that there was, not I found it. A series of places got me to this. How? 
And I'm oh, not going to explain this. This is more interesting this. than the porn. Everyone knows Overwatch porn exists. Yeah. How did you end up watching From Overwatch porn? THQ AMA, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Paxman you. You, you. you search for Overwatch cinematics and sometimes things come up. That's not on what YouTube. Overwatch cinematic were you watching? <laughs> but anyway, the one thing I wanted to say was the animation oh, was you. outstanding. <laughs> no, I, and I, is that the only thing you appreciate? I've seen, yeah. I've seen GIFs of said porn. I was genuinely amazed. I was like, this is Pixar quality and a lot of people's talents are being <laughs> wasted on this it, that's it it does make you sad well no anyone can do what they want to do it's yeah. not harming anyone but it makes me sad that I won't ever get to watch what they make because no. that's not what I'm looking if, for if those people just put their talents into an Overwatch Netflix series yeah do that they're already making, <laughs> ton, that, they're already making tons of money through Patreon and everything else they I want to know how fans. they're doing the sound design you can make it R-rated I if can you show want. you who's doing the foley for that <laughs> I know, that is always interesting as to like I've thought about that with um, uh, like dubbed Japanese porn before jelly and cucumbers what leads you into the career path where you become a porn dubbing artist. I don't know. Have you ever seen that section in Toast of London where it's the two uh, voice actors having to do porn together (laughs) and they're like rivals, so it's them trying to outdo the other sex noises? (laughs) It's fucking amazing. But yeah, Overwatch... Yeah, it, it, it blew my mind. It was, <laughs> That's good. And yeah, I skimmed through it and was like, this is consistent. That's nice. Was there a story? No, it was just lots of weird <laughs> 20 second scenes stitched together. Oh, so it wasn't a, a movie? No, it wasn't a movie. Yeah, there wasn't no, any no, deep no. narrative. It was a comp- oh, we'd, it was a I would full if there was a story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's move Let on. Let us know your Overwatch porn stories. Let's know. Uh, after after asking for people to tell us when they last ejaculated a few weeks ago. Yeah, this is going places. That only happened once. Yeah. Uh, well, as in we only got one reply, and it was just after they heard the name Kenny Mamarella de Cruz, just yeah. so you know. That's good. Uh, follow this, David. <laughs> Hi, guys. Regarding the discussion on the last podcast about times when you played a game so much it affected you in real life, it reminded me of the time when I was about 14 and finally decided to get through GoldenEye 007 on 00 Agent Difficulty. I played solidly all weekend. Long old session. That's a and, long session. And managed to get... To, yeah, he's 14. Let's manage our, right. manage our responses to this. Grow, grow up. I played solidly all weekend and managed to get through about half the levels. So I was pretty pleased with myself. Walking into... Bil- Sorry. Walking into school the following Monday morning, I came across... I came around the corner of White Street. Crows in the room. I don't, like I don't like it when I can't read. I came around the corner of I'm one scared. of the buildings and saw someone walking across the opposite side of the courtyard, at which point the index finger of my left hand involuntarily switched. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, that's kind of scary. For the, for the benefit of Jesse, who is clearly so disgustingly young, this he's probably never played Goldeneye. The fire button was the Z trigger of the N64 controller. That was controller. one of the first games I had played. Thank you. Underage, which sits under the left <laughs> index finger. This freaked me out a bit, and I decided to lay off the game for a day or two, even though I was secretly quite impressed with the speed of my reaction. Does that mean he wants to shoot one of his fellow pupils? He Terrible. In- <laughs> David, who studiously leaves off his second name, oh, that's good. Uh, had, uh, yes. I hope you've got your issues sorted. Imagine yep. shooting a stranger at school. <laughs> or maybe he looked a lot like Oddjob, or he yeah, had big true. silver teeth or something. And yet... Despite all this, I'll still say that games don't cause violence. Exactly. <laughs> what do you know? It's just they improve your reaction speed. Is what That's we've very learned. true. pa 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 So, yeah, let us know if you've had any more influx of video game stuff into your yeah, everyday life. Yeah, I really life. like this. this that, those, both thing. of those are very mad, yeah. and I really like it. I'm trying to think of one. Cause, I'm trying to think, yeah. 
I haven't gone horse riding since playing Red Dead. Tell you that. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. No, the thing like the the classic one is like Guitar Hero, seeing the walls move, or like Tetris Effect, where you I get that with Guitar Hero all the time. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like the room you're in, like a lift. Yeah, basically. but that's more. Like that's a physical reaction as opposed to your mental state yeah. being affected by playing a game. I definitely get it with games like Tetris or yeah, games puzzle games like that. If I like close my eyes and try and go to sleep, I'll be like trying to fit blocks in yeah. in my head. And <laughs> it stuff must like be that. a bit. It's a bit more connected, but you must have bits where you're watching football and imagining stats or imagining like football managery elements to them. Yeah. I suppose. Or when you're going to school, you get an itchy trigger finger <laughs> yeah. with the Z trigger or, I go, or something. I went to school and played football. I suppose that's yeah. Yeah. But yeah, people do that in real life. Let us know. Uh, Have more interesting ones than Cody. The most realistic video game porn you've ever seen. No, (laughs) unless it's a really good story, I don't want to read it. You're you're gonna read it. But yeah, thank you. And to play us out Mm. is our new feature. Our new feature, which is great. Classic UK garage. Yeah, (laughs) we just play a little bit each um, week. I'm familiar with that genre. Yeah, do you want to? You can introduce this week's. Oh, this is this is a personal choice. Yeah, it's. I think it's towards the tail end of the UK Garage yeah. Revolution. I don't think we can play the whole song. No, we'll play 30 we'll, seconds. Yeah, we'll go 30 seconds. Which is fine, because there's not much to it. It's basically the same 20 seconds over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe this was released 2006, which Ooh. is late in the in the old garage scene. The twilight is, of the garage era. Yeah, this is... Uh, as grime was coming in, actually, oh. as garage gave way to grime, it's maybe all in a few grime. months we'll be onto the grime scene. Who knows? We'll be on drill, mate. I want to yeah. get on drill. Anyway, this is Wide Boys and Dennis G with Sambuca. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.